Hello, my name is Sierra. And I'm Mina. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to The Third Eye Seers. Today, our topic is going to be food as medicine. In fact, these next series of episodes are going to be surrounding the topic of food, specifically food in America. We've done a lot of research to arm ourselves and you with facts and info about food and how they impact our mind, body, and souls. We've been gravely misinformed about food in this country, all for the sake of money. Before going into this, I want to preface it with our intentions, which is purely to inform. We hope this helps you build better habits and a better relationship surrounding food. We don't want to shame you and don't want you to shame yourself either. We both have a history of eating disorders and know how hard it is to rewire your brain around food. For us, the best place we started at was with arming ourselves with info, and this is what we would like to do for you. And remember at all times that no matter what you eat, you are loved and you are worthy. So, moving into our topic for today, food is medicine. I can't speak for the whole world, but here in the U.S., food, rather the culture around food, is complicated. We know we should eat healthier, but we're encouraged not to, not just by the commercials, but by culture and peers and the taste, of course. I mean, pizza tastes a hell of a lot better than broccoli, Um, but eating healthy isn't easy. But when you learn how to do it right, it can be fun and delicious. You just have to, like, experiment and learn what you like and how to make it delicious because it can be delicious. While this is a process of rewiring your brain, it's also about rewiring your taste buds. It can also be helpful in connecting to your mind, body, and soul on top of preventing and treating chronic diseases like heart disease, diabetes, arthritis, and cancer. Some people can fully reverse the effects of these diseases with a whole foods diet. For example, let's break down heart disease and heart attacks. When you continuously choose bad foods instead of good foods, your arteries, which supply blood and oxygen to your heart, grow inflamed and sticky. When the artery is inflamed, cholesterol is sent to repair it. But when the artery is sticky, the cholesterol sticks to the inflammation and begins to clog the artery even more, slowing the delivery of blood and oxygen to the heart. When the artery is completely clogged, your heart loses its supply and you have a heart attack. Heart disease is the leading cause of death in the U.S., so it's important to know that choosing whole foods can fully reverse the disease. Eating the right foods can provide your body with the nutrients to reduce inflammation in the arteries and clear the plaque from the walls, while also providing your arteries with a slick covering to prevent plaque from building up again. Seasonings especially have anti-inflammatory properties which can help your joints and muscles like your heart. Turmeric is one of these seasonings, but it can also prevent cancer and autoimmune diseases. So I really want to get into specifically using food as medicine, you know, preventative and reactively. And I know you had something about Hippocrates. Yes. So around 400 BC, a man named Hippocrates laid the foundation of modern medicine. Let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food, he said. Believe the body had an innate capacity for self-healing, with the highest form of medicine being the food we put into our bodies. Which is insane to me that it's around 400 BC that someone realized that. Yeah, exactly. That just by eating healthier, like, you're just going to get sick less often. Your body's going to be taken care of better. Yeah. And and we also touched last week on how our society has um, a healthcare system that's reactive-based, meaning we wait to be prescribed a pill rather than taking the action to prevent the need for the pill yeah which is also kind of like like they didn't even have like 
big pharma, you know, back in right. what what was it, 400 BC, 400 BC yeah. you know, and he was already drawing that conclusion. It's just so sad that we've like strayed away so much from that. Yeah. And that doctors today have little to no education on nutrition. Yes, exactly. Just kind of how we were talking about how like your regular physician really ought to be a nutritionist as well, because so much of our lives can be improved by the right foods. And not only can we use them preventively, but reactively as well, you know, because there, I mean, I'm sure we all know at least one home remedy that works, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I really feel like if we all just like tried those instead of immediately turning to aspirin or like, for example, like with allergies, you could just use some local honey, like seasonal allergies, I'll say. You can use some local honey and some green tea, and that can stop your symptoms because there's um, an antioxidant in green tea that's called methylated, I'm sorry if I completely screw this up, um, methylated epigalloceptogen gallate, or EGCG. Um, It blocks the receptors that cause your allergic response to outside stimuli. And it also, turn the page, it also prevents the release of histamine, which is what causes the inflammation associated with allergies. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you could use it for seasonal allergies or if you have like a sinus headache or something like that, green tea instead of like some Benadryl or something could really do the trick without, because our liver the thing with like taking aspirin and <clears throat> taking aspirin and Benadryl and things like that all the time, like our liver takes a beating, you know, your liver and your kidneys aren't meant to digest that much stuff. And like, especially if you're the type of person who suffers from like joint pain or like if you have like arthritis and stuff like that or chronic headaches or whatever it may be, like you should really talk to a nutritionist and see what you can incorporate in your diet or do your own research. Because simply doing that can get you off of those pills and you can start treating your body better and yeah. actually treating the problem and not just treating the symptoms. To, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and going back to heart disease, um, something that helps with heart disease, which a lot of people don't know because they associate it with pooping, but fiber is really good in preventing and helping heart disease because fiber actually comes in two forms, the insoluble, which helps push everything through the intestines. That's the fiber that we all pretty much talk about. And then the soluble, which slows glucose absorption and lowers cholesterol. Interesting. Right. Um, I did. I found that really interesting, especially because like you don't ever hear about that. Like even at the doctor, like even at the doctor, I never hear like, yeah, this is actually really good for your heart too. It's just like, oh, I'm constipated. They're like, okay, eat more fiber. I'm never really educated about what fiber is, but a great source of fiber is flaxseed. You can add it into yogurt. You could get like flaxseed meal and like put it in like, like right now we're baking some brownie oats, some all natural brownie oats with no refined sugar. I put some flaxseed meal in there. So there'll be like some good fiber source. Yeah. It'll be nice. Make me feel good about eating chocolate. Oh, I forgot to put the nuts in there. Oh, well. Anyways, um, another thing I've written about is copper, which, fun fact about chocolate, it's very rich in copper, specifically semi-sweet and, like, dark chocolate. Mm -hmm. Those are really rich in copper. And copper is an anti-inflammatory, which is particularly good for those with arthritis. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah. It's a mineral. 
Interesting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And my grandma, she was talking about how she gets her copper in her diet by using a cast iron. And I've never heard of that before in my life. I don't, I, I, I meant to do research to see if that was like an actual thing or just like an old wives tale. Yeah. But that's what she said. Interesting. Yeah. And she, I I've mean, she that. has a PhD in science. So I'm like, I feel like she wouldn't be bullshitting me. Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, but you can find copper in unsweetened and semi-sweet chocolate, nuts like cashews, almonds, and pecans, and enriched brand cereals. Another really good anti-inflammatory is cinnamon, which is also antibacterial, and it's literally antibacterial to the point that you could sprinkle it on a cleaned cut. And not only will it keep the cut clean, but it'll also help stop the bleeding. Wow. Right? Isn't that cool? You just pack that shit on. And then on top of all of that, it can also help with diabetes because an active ingredient in cinnamon called... I'm sorry if I mess this one up again because I definitely messed up that last one. Um, but it's called methylhydroxyl chalcone polymer. I think I did better on that one. Um, but it's also known as MHCP. And it mimics insulin and helps control blood sugar levels. And it can also lower unhealthy levels of triglycerides and LDLs, which are basically the fat and bad cholesterol in your body. And these things are typically controlled by insulin. And thus people with diabetes have higher levels of those things. So adding just a teaspoon of cinnamon to your life daily, just a teaspoon daily, can help you see and feel its effects. Right. I just like I love learning about all this stuff because I feel like not that I really like I mean, I have some joint issues, but like I don't really struggle with heart disease or anything like that. But it's good to know what to add to your diet so that you know how to help your body consistently and yeah. prevent all of these things from happening, especially exactly. since I mean, my father, he died from heart disease. Granted, he was also a drug user. You know what I mean? So his heart went through a lot more than just some bad cholesterol. But yeah. Another way, speaking of b- bad cholesterol, what a great segue, Mina. Thanks. Um, anyways, olive oil has insane ass properties. So it lowers LDL, the, the bad cholesterol, and your blood pressure in turn. Um, it's also a good source of monounsaturated fat, which, by the way, saturated fat is bad. Unsaturated fat is good. Um, so you can use olive oil and mix it with honey and beeswax to create a remedy for eczema. Oh, right. And I've heard that it's best if you stick it in like the freezer or the fridge or something so it can like harden harden some because otherwise it seems real messy. Yeah. Yeah. And then applying olive oil to hemorrhoids can aid in the treatment. Even vaginal dryness can be treated with a little bit of olive oil. But please note that oil and latex condoms never go together, ladies. <laughs> um, speaking yes. of sex, beets are a superfood known for increasing blood flow through the body, so much so that it's sometimes referred to as nature's Viagra. Oh, interesting. Yes. And, which is really good to note, because 50% um, percent of men over 50 experience erectile dysfunction. And then when it comes to 60, it's around 60% experience it. Over 70, about 70% experience erectile dysfunction. Yes, girl. So like starting at age 50, 50% of the male population can't get it hard naturally. And they need Viagra. But a lot of it is simply a blood flow issue. So if you include beets, especially if you're young and you can like really keep that blood flow going throughout your entire life. If you include beets into your diet, boom, bam, pow. 
you're ready to go. <laughs> it is, in fact, really important just to try to include as many colorful foods and things like that as you can. I really feel like we should get into what a whole foods diet looks like in general. Um, yes. And I feel like, honestly, you just need to make sure you're including all food groups. And this is not all food groups as in the food pyramid that we were oh, <laughs> shown no. as children, because that's completely incorrect. Yeah. Can I say a statistic real quick? Yeah. So the average American diet looks like this. 63% of it is processed foods, sugars, and fats and oils, and refined grains. Think more pasta, bread. 25% is animal food, meat, dairy, eggs. 12% is plant food. And of that 12%, six of it is potatoes or other kind of starches. Only 6% is actual like healthy green vegetables that your body needs on a daily basis for it to run smoothly. Right. When in reality, that should be like 50 to 60 yeah, percent of absolutely. what you're eating that's insane yeah that's part insane. of the research I, wa I watched um this pbs well they have like a whole series called food as medicine um but i watched a specific one which i'll, I'll link in the show notes and they had a doctor there who was just like you know giving statistics and things like that. And one of the things he said was in 1890, the average human diet per year, we would eat about 100 pounds of vegetables, maybe a little bit more, and about 11 pounds of sugar. Today, the average American eats per year 150 pounds of sugar and only 11 pounds of vegetables. So we've literally completely flipped and replaced all of our vegetables with items that are packed with sugar. And it's just so insane to think of like, think of lining up, I mean, literally 30, 30 of, of those five pound bags of sugar and eating them. Oh, that's disgusting. Like, that's disgusting. That's so oh my gross, God, that's dude. that's so gross. Ugh, it's just so much sugar, and it's all hidden. Because one of the things that we... There's another documentary, which we're going to really cover in depth later, uh, that's called That Sugar Film. And um, he just talks about how... It's, it's in everything. It's in salad dressing. It's in pasta sauce. Yeah, in... even healthy... Like, when... We'll go more in depth with it, but, like, he even... Um, added the average amount of sugar that, because he was Australian, so the average amount of sugar an Australian person eats a day, added that to his diet. And he was still eating a considerably healthy diet. Like he was just eating processed foods that are marketed as healthy. But in reality, they still have sugar in them that you don't need to be eating and sugars that you need to be getting from fruits instead and other foods, natural foods rather right. than processed foods. Yeah. And also just about how he also mentioned there's this experiment that happened where they tried to figure out where the sweet spot was, which is essentially, um, I can't remember what they called it, but it's just kind of like that ideal spot of the amount of sugar to put in before it gets too sweet, but it's still like heightens the deliciousness of it and america took that and ran with it so that that way it would be easier to sell products so literally everything you're eating even savory things have sugar in them it's just That's absolutely so insane mind-boggling and in reality a whole foods diet i mean it would prevent and change so many things in your life um, which we'll get into a little bit here in a second but really it should look like 
very colorful. Um, you need to get your, your fruits and vegetables and whole grains and your, your fats, proteins, and carbs. Now carbs, that doesn't mean bread. That doesn't mean that means potatoes. Sure. You know, but vegetables are carbs. Like if you look at vegetables and what they're mostly made out of, like, yeah, that's where you're going to get all of your nutrients, but they're, they're basically carbs. And then when we talk about fats, I'm not talking about fried foods or, you know, whatever, like, whatever that is, you know, I'm talking more like avocados, right? Like healthier fats, like nuts, avocados, you know, like I eat a lot of guacamole to be honest. Um, just different things like that. Even, you know, like really aged cheddar or like aged cheeses are really good because they, a, they typically have no lactose or a very small amount of lactose. So people who are lactose intolerant won't really feel an effect of it. And then on top of that, those tend to have the most nutrients that you're going to get from dairy. And then when we talk about protein, we're not just saying meat because realistically, if you're going to have meat in a whole foods diet, Whole foods doesn't mean vegan, by the way, but if you're going to have meat in a whole foods diet, it needs to be a side portion, not the main dish. Yeah. Um, And it really shouldn't be something that you're eating multiple times a day either. Like if you're going to eat it every day, it should just be one meal with meat, you know, or if you're going to eat it in every meal, then it needs to be an even smaller portion. Yeah. But you can get, I mean, the things that people assume that you get from meat, like protein and iron, you you get from fruits and vegetables. Where do you think our meat gets these nutrients to pass off to us? You know what I mean? Like all of these animals, like gorillas and elephants and cows, they're all big and strong and vegetarians, you know, like I think gorillas eat beetles and stuff too, but like they're not out here eating whole ass pieces of meat yeah you know they're not lions like right and and if anything we're way closer genetically to a gorilla than to a lion you know what i mean it's just something worth noting and and being conscious of when you're making your meals and you're out at the grocery store making sure you you arm yourself with information of what to look out for a and b you're looking at those nutritional facts and what is in the food that you're eating yes And it's going to be hard at first because your brain's going to be like, oh my gosh, your brain and your body having without all of that sugar, Mm -hmm. you're going to feel like death. But once your body starts to normalize again, you really love the taste of nuts and berries and yeah it becomes a lot more enjoyable but it also doesn't have to be like like sierra and i when we started doing research for the this these next few episodes about food we really decided to drastically change not drastically drastically because we've slowly been improving our eating habits over the past year we did drastically change and cut out quite a few things yeah and you don't have to do it that way You know, if in fact, like you really should try to do it lovingly and slowly so that way you're coming from a good place with it and it's sustainable because you don't want to try to make this drastic change that you're not going to be able to sustain because you're having insane cravings and then you end up binge eating because, you know, you can't, you know. Yes. So it's just about making sure like, like, for example, every grocery trip, pick out two new vegetables that you've never tried before and 
try to figure out how to make them so you like them. You know what I mean? And like slowly start to incorporate new things and then, you know, like get on Pinterest, get on the internet, figure out what replacements you can do. Like for example, today I was really craving brownies and I went on Pinterest and I ended up finding a recipe for some baked oats that are basically like brownies. And I got some, uh, I got a chocolate bar that had no added sugar in it. And I chopped that up and used that as like chocolate chunks in it. And it's completely made. It has rolled oats. It has, some oat milk some maple syrup is a sweetener like natural maple syrup not like mrs butterworth you know what i mean yeah like natural like from the tree maple syrup yeah and it's just about finding things like that like you can still have these delicious sweet things and you can have you know like i know how to make reese's because i decided that i wanted a reese's but a regular pack of reese's has about 24 grams of sugar which is how much sugar i'm supposed to be eating an entire day um, so instead of going and getting a pack of Reese's, I make my own Reese's with some unsweetened dark chocolate and, you know, a little bit of peanut butter and some maple syrup and a little bit of flour to thicken the peanut butter. And it's really easy, honestly, if you Google yeah. it, it's like the simplest thing, it really is. but, um, but yeah, it's just about experimenting and figuring out what works for you and figuring yeah. out how to make it work for you too. Yeah. Like not just giving up because you tried it one time. You're like, I didn't like it. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's work, but it's worth it. Yes. You know? Absolutely. So next I really want to get into what food does to us in general, um, specifically starting with our mind. Cause I feel like we've already kind of talked about what it does for our, for our body. It prevents right. diseases, chronic diseases. It really helps with all types of different pain that we can have. Um, but mentally, how do you feel like a whole foods diet has helped you? Um, I feel that I am just more awake. I can actually like, I don't feel fatigue and forever sleepy and just groggy. I actually feel like alert. Yes. Yes. You have clarity, focus and better memory. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's typically what people say is their their mind is just more awake because your mind is getting the nutrients it needs. And and going back to the whole thing of, you know, the average American eats 150 pounds of sugar a year and only 11 pounds of vegetables. When your brain is constantly getting this refined sugar, you have this high, high and then you crash and then you that's when you feel the need for the sugar again. You know what I mean? So then you have this high, high again and then you crash again. And when your brain is constantly doing that, you're, if you have depression, anxiety already, it's going to get much worse. Um, and if you don't, then you'll probably begin to experience it. Um, you're going to be more irritable. You're going to have more mood swings. And when you do switch to a whole foods diet, not only is your brain not having to go on this roller coaster with the refined sugar, but you're also supplying it with the nutrients that it needs to really work the way that it should. Not to say like, like if you have mental health issues, obviously eating a whole foods diet isn't going to be the cure for all. You know what I mean? Because right. it definitely won't be. But I will say for me personally, the points in time when I have been the healthiest with my food have also been the points in time in which I was the most productive, the least depressed, the least anxious, and the most confident. And that's just how I feel about it. Let me see if there's anything else that I wrote. I think that was pretty much it. Yeah. So next, I would love to 
get into how whole foods help our spirit and our energy. Mm, Um, Is it cool if I jumpstart this part? Yes. Okay, cool. Our spirit is what's connected to everything energetically. It's our tether to that which is outside our physical experience. To gain a stronger connection, you need to raise your vibration. Just like atoms, the higher the vibration, the more solid it gets. You know what I mean? So like the atoms in us are going to be like the atoms in the air are moving a lot slower than the atoms within us because we are literally solid. So you gain a higher vibration by doing a multitude of things, one of which is by the food that you eat. So foods that are closest to their natural healthy forms, like organic whole foods, especially local foods, are going to have a higher vibration and keep you connected to the universe around you. Local foods are going to be higher in nutrition as well because any food that came from a different state or even a different country, they're going to cut it before it's fully ripe. And when it's fully ripe is when it's going to have its most nutrients. So you're already losing nutrients there. And then it has to go through all of the transport to get to you. And that's getting to the truck, getting to a plane if need be, then getting to a supermarket, and then you finally going and choosing it. You know, so local foods are going to have more nutrients because A, they're going to be picked closer to ripeness because they're not having to travel all this distance. And B, because it's going to be a part of the universe that is literally like the, the, what's it called? The, just the environment around you in yeah. general. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be a part of that. It's like eating local honey. Like it's going to help your insides and help your vibration match the natural world that is around you right now. Yeah. Yeah. Your ecosystem. Exactly. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Ecosystem. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. So think also about animal products. So You know, I was vegan at at one point in time and I did a lot of research on how animals are treated and they're not treated horribly everywhere. And that is the key thing here is that if you still want to have animal products within your diet, but you want to consider raising your vibration, you need to look for animal products by farmers and companies that treat their animals well, because I mean, we already know stress has an impact on our body. Just imagine the physical impact it has on the bodies of all of these animals that are tortured their entire lives and then mercilessly fucking murdered. You know what I mean? Or like cows that I'm not, I don't even want to get into it, to be honest. It's a lot, but they go through a lot of abuse at a lot of these bigger companies. You know what I mean? And if not abuse, then at the very least neglect. And it's very important if you want to consider your vibration when it comes to choosing your foods to find a source that is sustainable and kind and cruelty free because you don't want to be consuming low vibrational foods simply because your meat or dairy products have come from a distressed animal. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And I feel like we made the switch pretty much right after we moved in to making sure to get free range meats from and like you get free range eggs and stuff from like good companies because we I can literally taste the difference between when I go out to eat and their like mass marketed yep. meats versus like the meat that we cook at home. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to add in on a more scientific note of that. Scientists have concurred that we have about 37 trillion cells in our bodies that are each living organisms that constantly work to give us nutrients, energy, and build tissue. Quote, 
You are your own quantum ecosystem of life, which both survive by and make up that is you. Our entire bodies on a cellular account rely heavily on what we feed them. On a more spiritual perspective, it may be looked at as other forms of life moving through you. Hell yeah. I agree with that completely. So everything you put into your body, I mean, everything you surround yourself with affects you energetically at the end of the day, but like something that's literally entering and going through your entire body. The, again, the, the PBS special I watched called food as medicine. He was just talking about how within hours your meal has literally gone down all the way to your, like your cellular level and your DNA as well. That's so crazy. Yes. And I just found that really wild because, you know, a lot of us live in this. And I mean, I even did up until I first went through my, like, I guess my ego death, you know? Yeah. But just kind of live in this ignorant state of, well, this tastes good, so I'll eat it, you know? And not even thinking of, like, I remember having a conversation with an old friend once and talking about all the things that dairy does to one's body and how actually two thirds of the U S adult population is lactose intolerant. And he was just saying how that doesn't affect him. He must be the one third. And our friend had made some mashed potatoes with like sour cream and cream cheese and all of this dairy and stuff. And I took a couple bites and I was like, yeah, I can't really do this. And he ate his whole plate. And then about an hour later was like farting up a storm quite obnoxiously and was like, oh, I guess this is what you were talking about. Like, yeah, it's just about paying attention to your body. You know yes, what I mean? Being like, more conscious of what you're putting into your body and then how your body is responding to it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And also just like also when you decide to do this whole foods thing just keep in mind like I can tell when I eat something bad like literally an hour later I'm in pain my stomach hurts and when I have a bowel movement later it's not normal it hurts so bad and I end up going more times than usual like it's just not good for my body versus like I don't even remember pooping throughout the day, which I I mean, I do, but like, I don't even remember it because it's not a painful experience Yeah, because I'm eating the right foods. I mean, I also suffer from like IBS and all types of things. So it's like, you know, I'm lactose intolerant and allergic to a couple of things. Like I have to be careful with what I eat anyways. So I also might be more sensitive than most people, but I also feel like a lot of people experience these types of things and just ignore it and write it off as like, oh, this is just normal because it's what everybody else is experiencing. When in reality, it's just because everyone is eating poorly. Yes. Yes. I splurged today and I can like feel a difference from eating super healthy, having mostly a whole food state where I feel great and energized and more confident mm-hmm. and just overall like loving life. Yes. Whether today, like my, I don't feel confident because my stomach is like purging out. Right. My stomach is also killing me. My back hurts. Right. I've been kind of groggy today, so it's. You can definitely tell a difference Mm -hmm. after you've gone to a more healthier version and then kind of have those splurge days because everyone does. Right. Everyone cheats. We're not saying that you're not going to. No. Like we still eat pizza. Okay. Still going to have pizza. Can't get rid of the Bojangles. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, baby. (laughs) Um. (laughs) We are Southern Puerto Rican gals, okay? So, so we know all about those complex carbs, oh. um, and we love them and we'll never give them up, no. okay? It's just but about 
learning moderation and balance. That's all. Am I going to have it every single day? God, no. Am I going to have it every single week? I personally am not. Right. I might have it, you know, once every other month or something. You're also like way more sensitive than I am because every week I probably will have at least one thing that's like... (laughs) At least, at least one thing. It might be twice a week. Who knows? But the point is that most of the food I'm putting into my body is fueling me. Yes. Rather than poisoning me. Yes. And I feel like that is a really good segue into our uh, next few episodes, which are literally going to be about food being poison in America. Yes. We're going to take a deep dive of what it actually is doing to our bodies and our brains and exactly i mean there's going to be a lot of information um but you know we do have some plans with some extra content to break the mind-numbing facts yes um and to keep you motivated and at the end of the day it's all about just including your own research and absolutely fueling yourself and that that doesn't mean like sure we did some reading but mainly we just watched documentaries and we got all of this information um and you're fully capable of if not a documentary another podcast an audiobook, whatever it may be, there's so much information Absolutely. out there. Um, or even just have like for a week, you know, have healthier version meals. Don't do canned vegetables, no. do fresh vegetables, fresh vegetables, organic if you can, some fruits instead of packaged snacks, right? And like, yeah, like actual like fruits and not, not yeah. things like applesauce or juices or no. things like that or smoothies, like. Nothing like that, like actual fruits, actual vegetables. It's better if you cut it up. I don't know why, but it really is. Yeah. I I had some thinly sliced apple today as a snack, and I just felt so fancy. I felt like I was snacking on apple chips, but they were just apple. (laughs) Um, But yeah. Yeah. And like just learning more about the things that you, like the whole grains you should be eating are things like quinoa or, you know, like rolled oats or you know things like that not really kind of looking at your ancestors of what they ate and yeah and just looking at how we ate before before it became a totally capitalized yeah it's just a mess right now but just looking at how things were done like a hundred years ago honestly is the best way of looking at it before fast food before mass marketed things before you know everything became about I mean, everything was always about money, let's be real. But, um, you know, before. Amplified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a thousand percent. And we want y'all to feel as connected to your soul and to what the real purpose of life is. Because, you know, the world is our oyster, but it's also yours as well. And we want to share that with you. Exactly. Exactly. And at the end of the day, when it comes to beginning a journey with food, like I said before, we've both struggled with figuring it out ourselves and figuring out what works best for us and how to build a healthy relationship with food, which is very important. So it's like really important to know that we're all constantly learning and no one is perfect. You know, no one is ever going to eat absolutely perfectly because there's no such thing as eating perfectly. You know what I mean? Like no one's perfect. No, no. And, and at the end of the day, um, you know, as you change your habits and build this new relationship around food, you need to remember that you have to be 
forgiving and patient and kind with yourself. Yes. You know, because at the end of the day, it's about building a healthy and loving relationship around food with yourself. You shouldn't need to shame yourself into eating healthy. You shouldn't need to shame yourself so that you don't eat fast food. You know what I mean? Instead, come, I try, at least for me, I try to come at it from the light of like, when I'm, cause I drive for DoorDash. So I'm constantly going through fast foods into restaurants and things like that. And I love me a good McDonald's cheeseburger. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's definitely a comfort food for me. And every time I go through McDonald's to pick up an order, I have to remind myself that if I get a cheeseburger, I'm not acting out of love for myself. I am acting a, it's an impulse. So I'm, I'm completely acting reactively, you know, I have to remind myself if I'm hungry, I already have snacks in my car because I've already, I've already thought proactively and brought myself some snacks. And then B, I need to remember that this food is literally there and made to be addictive and it's made as poison. Yeah. You know, in moderation, like, yeah, I'm still going to have a McDonald's cheeseburger every now and again. I just can't have it every day, no. you know? Because that's when it turns into poison. When you're choosing more healthy foods and more whole foods, and then every now and again you decide to add in these little things, then it's fine because the whole foods can combat the bad foods. But when it's the opposite ratio or even closer to half and half, your body is still struggling to process those complex carbs and greasy foods and all of those things. Yeah. I don't really know where I was going with all of that. I kind of started rambling. I'm not going to lie, but... Sorry. But the point is, is just to be, to be patient with yourself. You know what I mean? And to try to come at everything from the light of love rather than condemning yourself or, or being ashamed because that's not, that's not necessary. You are. I mean, cause you're doing this because you love yourself and you want to have a better relationship with yourself. And, and everybody is going to make mistakes just because you fucked up today and you ended up having fast food more than once or, you know, when you had promised yourself that you wouldn't, that's not the end of the world. And that doesn't mean you're a shit person. And that doesn't mean your body is going to die right now. Right. Or, oh my gosh, I'm just going to cut it all and right. cut it all out because I already cheated. So I'm just going to keep cheating. Like there's no reason to keep continuing. Right. Like I already fucked up. So clearly I can't do this. And that's not the reality. The point is that you just keep trying. Like, like you said in the just last episode, you know, when you're going to fall off that bike, when you first try to learn how to ride a bike, but you got to get back up and, and learn how to do it. Yeah. You know, it's just about keep on trying and like the more you try. Yeah. And the more you try and incorporate it, the easier it gets, you know, yeah. add spices, have fun with it. Yeah. Cause also spices and seasonings and things like that are amazing for you. Yeah. And they taste Natural fucking fabulous. Spices. Yeah. Organic. Not like we're not talking about like Mrs. Dash. Like, no. please don't be putting that sodium soaked mrs dash on your food like go out get you some smoked paprika some garlic some cumin some turmeric some you know all of that stuff all of it we oh oh okay we got a shout out this uh peppercorn (laughs) we we found this mccormick's peppercorn it's like an assorted of all types of peppercorn and when i tell you this is the best. I'll put that shit on everything. No, literally, it is absolutely delicious. Absolutely delicious. But yeah, but that's all for today. Yeah, that's all for today. Sorry for that little bit of rambling at the end. But... So you will probably hear a motivational mini 
Later this week? Yes. We'll be starting on Thursday these little mini episodes called Motivational Minis. Um, we really feel like it's important to motivate you. Yeah, honestly, motivate the, ourselves yeah. and motivate other people. Because Sierra and I have really big dreams that we are going to achieve. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, but sometimes it's really hard and we are very lucky to have each other to help each other motivate one another and not everyone out there is as lucky. And so we want to be that person for you or those people for you and podcast hug. Yes. And help motivate you, um, to do what it is that you want to do. Because at the end of the day, we only have one life. We don't know what comes next and you are fully capable of achieving literally anything you want in this life. Yes. We are limitless beings. We are limitless and full of potential and nothing can stop us or you. So go be a boss, bitch. Yes. And we will see you, or I guess you will hear us (laughs) on Thursday. Thank you.